what is the common denominator that you're seeing to build in a sustainable side hustle? Fear. Ooh, ouch. Fear. Elaborate. That is good. I want to drop the mic, but I have this lavalier mic. Can I drop this lavalier? Drop That's a mic, mic drop. Boom, <laughs> drop mic. Some fear. Drops mic. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> guys welcome back to conversation with muse it is a new season i am so excited for everything that we have coming up we have some amazing guests that's coming up on the show and this time around um you know i told you guys that season one was a lot of market research so this time around it's going to still be me inviting guests and just imparting wisdom on you guys but also i'm going to be doing a lot more teaching and when I say teaching not kind of schooling you but just kind of giving you insight a little bit more into digital marketing and advertising what that looks like so you guys can kind of see how my brain works and pick the brain of an advertising agency so I'm so excited on today's episode we have this smart real estate investor businessman podcaster my friend that I've known for a couple years now um, Sean Rickshaw on the show he is in the space of podcasting. And I think it's really great to open this season with someone who I've had these dialogues with and had conversations with. So I'm excited for you guys to see what's to come. And Sean, I would love to welcome you to the show. Hi, welcome. Hey, Monique, what's going on? What's up? Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a while. Same here, same here, same here. <laughs> One thing I do like to do is start with an icebreaker so the guests can kind of just get to know you a little bit. Um, if you were stuck on a deserted island, what would the three movies be that you would watch for the rest of your life? One would be Belly. Really? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah. what? Yo, Belly is that is that movie? I mean, I think I've I've, I've watched Belly uh, over ten times. Truth be told, mm-hmm. you know um, the storyline. My favorite rapper of all time. He's he's in it. Yeah. And that's Nas. You know, um, Nas is just a different level. He's just, he, he's in some different stratosphere <laughs> when it comes to uh, the music business. And of course, uh, DMX, who, who, who we all know, he's a legend. And just the way they played their roles and Method Man, he's in it. So, you know, Wu-Tang. You know, um, it's like so culture is in that movie. Like it's the entire culture that's in that movie. The culture and um, you know we this this is who we were back then. So uh, we we uh, you know we related to it a little bit better than what we were seeing on you know a lot of those typical big screen movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, Belly is definitely one. Another would be um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save the best for last. Okay. <laughs> right. Another would 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 probably be um, that's a good question and that's off the top. So another would be, I would say, it's there. It's there. I'm trying to get there. I like, I like uh, House Party. Okay. House Party. That's a fun has, twist. What? It, I mean, the fun, uh, you know, the House Party days, you know, uh, when I was, you know, younger, really young, um, you know, just, you know, sneaking out, going to house parties and stuff. You know, it jogs your memory, and um, with Martin Lawrence and mm-hmm. Kid and Play and all that, you know, it, it, it was a good, fun movie. So um, I like House Party. Uh, the other would be the whole Matrix, you know, trilogy. 
That's the <laughs> second time I've heard that, you know, where people are like, because I've asked this before and the Matrix was it. So the trilogy, like you would take this, the box set and just put it together and be like, okay, this is one. Yeah. Okay. I, it, there, there's, look, there's some, I don't know about this new Matrix that just came out. I give it a straight two thumbs down, mm. right? But um, the original Matrix, man, it's like, it, 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 it keeps you thinking. It keeps you on your edge of your seat. It kept, it kept me on my edge of my seat, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I first saw it. And to this day, you know, I feel like, you know, it's that movie. I feel like I'm getting something different and something new every time I watch, you know, each of those, uh, you know, parts of the trilogy. So Matrix, definitely. And that's my favorite movie, you know, uh, not just trilogy, but just a, a framework of movies, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, in uh, you know, for all time. So, yeah, those three right there, definitely. That's a good mixture of just like, so the Matrix, House Party, and Belly. That's like, you have all things covered there. So that that's, that's I think that's a good lineup. Because I, w- so, I just, I naturally would just go to like Sex in the City and maybe like a Dancehall <laughs> Queen. And, you know, that, <laughs> that to me is classic. Dancehall Queen is classic. And then I'll probably go to a classic. show and not necessarily a movie. So like bring like the whole Martin series with me. So I can like laugh. The thing is my, 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 you know, my whole... Uh, theory, theory of these three is uh, one is street, one is fun, and one is sci-fi. So uh, yeah, no, that's a good that's a good blend. That's why I'm like, it's just so many. That's a that's a really good blend because at any given time you can just be like, all right, I need to think. In the matrix, you'll put the matrix on and it connects you to that part of your brain. Or I need to just be grounded and, you know, then you think about culture. So that's really good. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself and just who you are. Ah, man, that's, 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 that's a crazy uh, description if I'm going to chop it out there, but um, I'm going to shorten it down. Uh, I'm not going to make a long story short, you know, when (laughs) black folks say long story short. And then the story still be long. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to get directly to the point. I'm Sean, um, you know, I'm from South Florida, the South Florida area. And uh, moved uh, to uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, three years ago, uh, from four years ago from the time of making this video or this, you know, uh, this uh, video being uh, recorded. And um, I'm a real estate investor and I just got into, uh, you know, podcasting, you know, almost pretty much full time, as a matter of fact. And, um, uh, you know, I own my, you know, real estate investing business. I got it on all on a pilot. You know, I got some VAs running it for me, so I have a lot of time on my hands. So I decided to go in podcasting. You know, um, you know, I'm I'm very adventurous. I like going, you know, places. Not to say, you know, I like traveling everywhere, but mm-hmm. just experiencing different food and you know, you know, uh, fun things to do, hiking, whether it's outdoor. You know, I like going to the mountains, and that's one of the reasons why it's one. That's one of the reasons why I came to uh, North Carolina because there are just so much dynamics. Uh, to this area. So uh, in a nutshell, yeah, that's me. That's perfect. So just to give the audience a little backstory about how we met, um, it was a play that we were supposed to be, well, I was Uh, supposed to be a part of a play and you were, um, I think, on the cast of the play at the time and we met and we just connected and, you know, we just kept the contact throughout the years and then 
Um, we're on Facebook, on social media. So, you know, there's contact there all the time. And then when you first started the podcast about a year ago, um, I, I, I raised my hand and I was like, I want to be a part of it. I want to come on. And he was like, yeah, sure. And we had a really great conversation that I still get people that watch it and be like, oh my gosh, that was a good conversation that you guys had about digital marketing. So that's kind of where the um, connection has been. And I'm just grateful for you being here. So thank you. <laughs> well, 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 I want to say thank you too, because um, you came in and pretty much dropped a lot of jewels, uh, you know, for the audience. And, you know, to this day, you know, it, it I still watch that, 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 that episode, you know, um, I'm going to actually uh, repurpose it. Uh, because I feel like, you know, uh, it was the early stages of the podcast and I want more and more people to see it. Now we're, you know, above, you know, what we were aiming for, for, you know, the New Year's, you know, now to go back to where we met, actually, I was the the, the videographer. I was supposed to be the videographer okay. for that little, you know, um, I think it was a rehearsal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a rehearsal. So we went to like a table read. It was a table. read. Yeah. We went to a table read. Yep. And. You know, I was doing my little video thing. I had my little camera and uh, the, the content came out crappy, but hey, I was in my early days. <laughs> we got to start <laughs> but, from somewhere. Got to start from somewhere, but uh, he appreciated it. You know, the, the uh, director or the organizer, he appreciated it. And, you know, that's where we met. And um, yeah, it was, you know, all uphill from, 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 from there. Absolutely. So you speak about being a real estate investor. I want to get to the podcast stuff because I think it's amazing what you have done since you initiated the podcast. But I do want to tap a little bit into the backstory as far as um, the retail investor side. So what is you do from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, you do a lot of um, wholesaling houses, et cetera. What does that concept even mean to someone that's listening? That's not familiar. Uh, there, there it's, it's, it's it's one of those business where you know uh, I don't it it seems like it came out of nowhere because so many people are getting into it, um, but wholesaling uh, is it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Thing is, uh, our you know people like me and you we didn't have the information, we didn't have access to the information at all. Yeah, uh, it was straight hidden right in front of our it's- eyes, yo. Like I can't believe it when I found out about it, but. Um, Wholesaling, uh, it's it's pretty much finding a property, you know, homeowner who, who want to sell, you know, uh, a property, have no means of selling it. The house is, it's not in the best shape, mm-hmm. um, so they can't really list it uh, because if you want to list it on Zillow or, you know, anywhere, you know, you got to, you know, at least put some, some, some dollar in it and, you know, do some, you know, minor rehab, mm-hmm. uh, bring it up to market value and pretty much sell it. On the you know yeah. listed and selling on Zillow or somewhere, and um, so you find that a lot of people are uh, living in houses like those where you know they want to get rid of it, and um, so we that's where we come in. You know, you know, outside of being a realtor, uh, as wholesalers, we'll you know get in contact with the homeowner, and um, we'll make an offer. We'll say, okay, you know what, uh, we could we'll buy the house as is, mm-hmm. as is condition. Okay, uh, we're gonna pay you cash. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, uh, take over the property and pretty much, uh, you know, rehab and bring it up to, to market value. Mm-hmm. So as a wholesaler, this is where it gets pretty interesting. As a wholesaler, me being a wholesaler, like we'll call ourselves real estate investors, but we're really uh, the, 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 the whole, we're really on the 
wholesaling side of things, because if you're really another tier investor, you're the one doing the, the rehabbing. Mm -hmm. As far as wholesaling, we're finding the properties and we're selling it to the buyers, the cash buyers. So we're not using our money. We're, we're the people between the seller and the buyer. Okay. So what we do, we find the property, we make the deals, we sign the contracts, you know, uh, put the property on the contract. Then we, we find a buyer and say, hey, you know, I got this property. Now, this is something the seller, you know, can't know. Because as far as they know, you're the one buying the property. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Got it. And, got you. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's like a purchase and sale, seller, buyer. Yeah. So when you get the property on the contract, you find a buyer and, um, you know, pitch the deal to the buyer. The buyer says, okay, well, I'll buy you know, uh, pay you and give you pretty much um, a finder's fee. So we call it an, a, an assignment fee. So after, you know, the, the deal is complete um, on closing day, one thing you can't do is you can't let the seller meet the buyer. Because <laughs> going to blow up the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, that's how it works. You know, at the end of the day, you know, um, forget that at the end of the day, at day's end, right? <laughs> Um, you pretty much, you know, wholesale, you're pretty much selling somebody's property. Uh, you're telling them you're going to purchase. Perfect. And how did you even get into wholesaling homes? Like, how did you get there? Man, you know what? I got to give uh, props to this guy called Max Maxwell. Max, if you're ever watching this video, and I'm sure anything is possible, uh, he's a multi multi millionaire and proud to say he's from Jamaica hey, right hey. and um <laughs> he came here um and uh you know he was he always tells the story of uh living in his is is when he went to the army or whatnot he came back home and he didn't know what to do he was living with his parents he was up uh you know uh, doing some research on YouTube and came across this and once he found out about I mean this man just took off and this was probably about six years ago, mm -hmm. right? Or six or seven. And within two years, uh, he became a millionaire within two years because it wasn't so saturated as it yeah. was. So yeah. what he did was as a kind hearted person, he came on YouTube and started just giving away free information during that time. You know, other investors who are, you know, different skin tone people, Right, uh, they were charging five, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars for a course, right? Yeah. And um, of course, they'll do the free seminars, lower you in, and say, okay, you know what, this is fifteen thousand dollars for this, and then you know, put you on payment plan and so forth. For him, he was like, no, I'm, I'm gonna give to my people uh, this free information. So he started, you know, posting videos on YouTube, and that's how I found out about it. I found Max Maxwell, and uh. You know, he 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 turned a lot of people into millionaires, a lot of black folks. Mm -hmm. Just don't get, you know, straight to it. It's <laughs> a millionaire. You know, and um, so that's how I found out about it. I started digging deep, started listening to his podcast and so forth. And this time, at this point, he was like three years in around there. Okay. And um, he was just giving on, just pouring information, free information out there. Never sold a course, right? Um, so and I just followed his 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 footprints. And um, started doing it. And within my first year, I probably sold 10 properties. Wow. Within <laughs> the I'm first year. About, within the first year. 
in the first, the per, the hardest times were the first three months. Mm-hmm. But okay. when you get it right, and 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 you, you figure out how to really speak to seller mm-hmm. and be persuasive, because that's a really huge part of this whole business. Yeah. You've got to be a persuasive person and be trustworthy. You've got to come off trustworthy. Uh, once you got that going, man, it's like it's all uphill, but. You know, there's a decline now because, you know, the black folks done got, they got caught on to it. So we're jacking up the game, put it that way. Okay. So, I mean, with everybody, every market gets oversaturated for a second. Um, but then it's just like people, crypto, once everybody starts jumping onto it or like now stocks or whatever. Um, but for, for the wholesaling, you're saying that right now it's something that you're not 100% dedicated to. You have that kind of on autopilot and your um, VAs kind of do that, right? I was up to three VAs, down to two VAs. Now um, I'm about to, you know, you know, uh, you know, cut one VA because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cool. You know, I, I bought, you know, two properties uh, within, you know, that time, you know, so I'm also a landlord. Um, at the same time, I'm going to pretty much sell those properties and do some more investments. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's very saturated. Now also coach um, for people that are coming in, there's a lot of people who are still coming in and they need guidance. So, you know, I coach people in that era, but yeah, it's saturated now. And um, I, I fell in love with, you know, um, podcasting and stuff. So as far as since the market for wholesaling is kind of like, on the side, or I wouldn't even say back burner, but on the side for you. Now you're doing the podcast, Pocket Value Podcast, which I spoke about at the top of the show, where I was one of your get- earlier guests. How did you decide that you wanted to get into podcasting? Podcasting. Uh, you know, I, I must say, I'm even though I'm getting into podcasting, I'm going to answer your question. Um, you know, real estate. It's something that I'm always going to be in. So I'm going to get back to real estate. You know, I want to own at least 20 properties, you know, so I'm going to get back into real estate. Um, if you look at every millionaire, they have a hand in real estate. So um, that's somewhere I'm going to always be. Um, the podcasting side, um, the first time, um, I, I, it was back in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 2000. And probably about seven, between 2007, 2010, I remember I was listening to this African guy. He was doing a podcast and um, it was a music, musical podcast. And he was playing some rare beats. And, um, you know, uh, he was actually, it was, it was pretty much a Spotify, Apple Play. Uh, he was on Apple Play. That's where I heard it. Okay. And, um you know, he was rocking, man. I was like, yo, I'm from the era of DJing. I used to DJ myself. So, you know, as far as that, it caught my attention. And he was talking, he would break and he would just talk about stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is dope. And I said to my friend who pretty much, you know, started playing this. Um, I don't know if you remember this guy that owned a spot down in uh, downtown Hollywood. It's called Tempo Lounge, <laughs> Carlos, no. um, back uh, a few years ago. But yeah, um, so Carlos uh, from Temple Lounge, he used to, you know, play it and, you know, he had this nice couches and nice spot and we would vibe out there and eat food. And he was, I was like, yo, that is so dope. He was playing some nice rare beats. And um, I love rare beats. Like for me, I like, 
you know, EDM house and, you know, yeah. just not everything, but certain, you know, uh, genres. And I just started like, yo, I'm started back to it. Then started just listening to it on the daily. And um, I said, man, I want to start a podcast like this guy because I could talk about different stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, and so forth. So uh, fast forward, I didn't really, you know, um, continue uh, that journey. Um, but as far as, you know, keeping up with him, um, years later, you know, fast forward years later, I came across uh, Earn Your Leisure, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people better be giving props to Earn Your Leisure. So um, I saw Earn Your Leisure, uh, you know, years ago when they were in uh, you know, living room and I was feeling the vibe. They were, you know, just educating people, just talking about stuff all across the board. And that's when I really said, you know what, I want to get into this right here, this area, because, you know, I like to have conversations. I like to educate. I like to, you know, pass on the information that's going to help us, uh, you know, grow within our culture. Uh, So that specific time, um, it was definitely a defining, you know, point in my podcast. So shout out to Earn Your Leisure, you know, when you guys were in that uh, living room. And yeah. (laughs) So there you are now. And how, when did you, how did you even decide to pivot? So um, I guess, no, I don't even want to say, because initially it was just conversations, education, so forth. But now I feel like you're on a specific topic. I feel like you're, um, the topics that you've been consecutively been dishing out over the last two, three months, if not more, is your side hustle, right? Different side hustles, people that have different side hustles or making money doing things that we, that are not conventional or we don't think is of conventional. How did you pivot the podcast into kind of carving out a very minute niche? You, yeah. Well, you know, um, I, 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 as I said, I like educating people, you know, I like giving away, uh, information and, uh, actually, you know, uh, like, EYL, they were giving out information also. Um, of course, now they're, they're, they've transitioned into different areas and so forth. But um, I wanted to, you know, uh, carry that, that, that baton, right? Because we all got to, we got to pass it on. You know, somebody's going to, you know, run with it after me. Um, is If there's any end to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't see that. Yeah, right? Time soon. But, right. So, all right, so um, I actually uh, started pivoting when, uh, I, well, the podcast started uh, a year ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Around uh, February, February yeah, in January. Last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when you came on. And uh, after that, I had uh, Corrine Stewart. She was on there talking about, uh, you know, stocks and how to, you know, get involved with stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after that, I kind of like, I don't, I, I'm not sure what direction I really want to go, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it wasn't side hustles. It was just uh, general information that we were giving out yes. that's important yes. uh, either to a business or, you know, investment, investing. So, um, you know, I took some time off and it's, it's very important to take that time off and figure it out. Absolutely. It, it's, not, it's not just research. Like, if, if, if you disappear for a second, a few months, within those months, got to be doing it, the diligence and, and, and figure it out, right? Absolutely. And um, 
So I took some months. If if you notice, you know, there were some months during last year, I was like, I wasn't doing nothing, right? Mm -hmm. During that time, you know, um, I had my head in the computer and the laptop. I was up at nights, 3 a.m., just figuring it out. Figure, I'm writing up stuff. I'm starting, I'm, you know, watching videos. I'm reading stuff. And, um, you know, um, I think it was in, in, in July or August, you know, which, which is what, six months ago? I actually got it. I said, yo, I, I know exactly where I need to be. It's like a, a light bulb went off, mm, right? Mm. And I was like, yo, I got it. I'm going to talk about side hustles, right? So, um, because, and, and this is the thing, I, I was seeing people doing different side hustles, you know, and I was like, yo, I could talk about that. And I'm seeing so many people getting into like um, affiliate marketing and this and that. I was like, yo, I need to talk about something like that. And now I started to uh, uh, develop, you know, the framework. You got to develop that framework Absolutely. and keep every angle of that framework inside. See, once we start going to circles, we st we will go into circles. We got to develop that square. Yeah. Yeah. We got to develop that, that square framework and hit it from all four corners. Right. So I started doing that and um, I started seeing it, you know, I, I brought somebody on and, you know, uh, he started, uh, they started talking about, you know, side hustles and stuff. And I saw the views coming in. I started, I learned how uh, to optimize my channel. Mm -hmm. uh, yo, for everybody watching this, take your time and learn how to optimize your videos because that's going to take you uh, distances you've never imagined, right? Optimization is key. So I learned the art of optimizing. Right now, I think I can actually, actually, I, I am actually, um, you know, uh, helping this one person with, with, with her channel. And she went from zero a few months ago to over 3,000 subscribers, you know, just by the knowledge that, that I've gained over the time yeah. learning YouTube, right? And uh, so that's, it was about July, August last year when I got it. And I, and I said, you know what? From here, it's all inclined. That's amazing because it takes time. And I remember after the first couple of episodes of the podcast, you know, you reached out to me. You was like, uh, the channel is taking a slow time to grow. Should I just ditch it and just go to my personal page? And we had this conversation of, listen, it takes time. And like you said, you did your due diligence to understand how to optimize. So now you're in a position where you are not blending the personal and the business. The business is kind of itself as far as what the page is and it's growing at a steady growth. So that's amazing for side hustles, right? Why is it important? Now, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I got to give you a big shout out. I remember that conversation oh, and you. I reached out to you because you're good at this thing, right? Thanks. I, I, man, we, you on the podcast, you dropped some gems. One of the things that still stand out to me this day, you said, you know, you got to put your, your, your podcast out there. How are people going to know about your business? You were talking from, from a general standpoint, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you're not marketing it, if you're not putting it out there. And to this day, that's why when you see me post on Facebook right now, it's because of those words that you gave me, right? So 
big shout out to you. Big thank you to you. Um, that conversation definitely was a point of decision for me. So, yeah. I'm glad that I was able to help. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so this is the thing. When you talk about educating, that's kind of why I'm even doing the pod, like a podcast because there's, I feel like there's so much information to give and some people just don't know and you don't know what you, you don't know what you don't know. And that's just really it. But as far as I want to I kind of put the spotlight back on you and off me because, oh my gosh, I'm shy. I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> but <laughs> why is it important in today's society for anybody to think about a side hustle? Because you're speaking to all these great people that have amazing side hustles, whether it's a notary or a truck driver or a, a lot of these different things. You guys really have to go and check out the channel. Um, it's Pocket Value Podcast on YouTube. But why is it so important when... Now, more than ever, we are more educated. We're making more money um, with just one job. Or why is it important to have a side hustle? We are making more money. But the thing is, cost of living keeps going up. You know, uh, so it's almost like a balance. You know, uh, we were still making money in a sense. You know, uh, money was out there, you know, uh, 10 years ago. You know, but the same $10 isn't the same 10, same $10 10 years ago isn't the same $10, That's... you know, today. Uh, we are making money. Uh, this $100 right now won't be, you know, it's not going to go as far as, you know, uh, you know, it's not going to go as far, you know, 10 years from now, you know, so, uh, but it's the same bill. Uh, the thing is, a lot of people, uh, we, 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 we've got caught up into this whole generational curse of, you know, working, 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 working working, saving, working, saving. Yeah. And I think um, we had to uh, figure out a way we can create different means uh, to get to the dollar amount that we want to get, which is we all want to be a million, millionaire or multi-millionaire, right? So, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the side hustle, having side hustles, it, it's crazy that we're using this term side hustles because if you're from the island, and, you know, uh, you know, your mom and dad <laughs> used to work uh, four three jobs, four three different jobs, jobs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the you night know, job, the day they, job. <laughs> no, because they already, they figured it out already. The thing is, we were saying they were overworking, mm -hmm. but they were actually hustling. Yeah. Right. So uh, for us, yeah, we call it, you know, uh, you know, side hustles now, but yo, if y'all watching this man, Caribbean folks, we've been ahead of the game. We've you know, been ahead of the game, man. So, um, the, the importance of having these is because, um, you know, uh, like I said, getting to that dollar amount, being a millionaire, multimillionaire, um, it's going to take just a job to get there because a job, it, it's not, you know, uh, it's not really investing, you know, fully into you. It's more investing into somebody else who's a millionaire at the top, sitting down, looking down at everybody at the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, feeding crumbs. They give you enough uh, to, to stay and give you enough uh, to, to feed your family. And then you get stuck in this, this cycle, yeah, this like revolving door. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so uh, we, we needed to, to educate each other about side hustles and so forth. So you can use this uh, to, to pretty much... Uh, you know, uh, jump spring, uh, you know, uh, your, your, your revenue and, and, and get to the place that you want to be. So it's really important uh, these days for us to have these gigs and, 
you know, create jobs and so we could pass down, um, you know, those uh, to the next generation, not just create jobs, but uh, start a business, you know, and um, build the business. You want to also scale. You don't want to really have just one, you know, you're the only person in the business. You want to scale mm -hmm. and um, teach your kids how to scale. Mm -hmm. And so they could also pass it down as well. So it's pretty important that we have it these different side hustles or gigs or businesses now, yeah. uh, because this is what's going to really, you know, carve out our legacy um, and for the generations to come. Yeah, no, I love that. For everyone that you have been speaking to over the course of you doing this kind of series on side hustles, et cetera, what is the common denominator that you're seeing to build in a sustainable side hustle? Fear. Ouch. Fear. Elaborate. That is good. Yo, I don't know if I could, um, I want to drop the mic, but I have this lavalier mic. Can I drop this lavalier? Drop That's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I got my lavalier drops mic. Fear drops mic. <laughs> Boom. No, yeah. I, just, yeah. I walked off the stage and I'm going to come back on the stage. So I'm going to explain it to you because, you know, um, even for me, it's also fear. You know, uh, and fear doesn't always mean bad. It's not always a bad thing. Um, it's 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 all it's all it has some good uh, connotations to it. You know, um, fear of failing. Mm. You know, uh, fear of um, not being who uh, you were intended to be. Fear of uh, not uh, seeing your parents enjoy themselves the way they should. You know, really enjoy life, and it's going to be up to us to give them that experience, you know? So, you know, I want to give my mom experience. My father passed away. He didn't get to really, uh, you know, you know, experience life outside of working a job. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of us, you know, we're our parents, you know, just never experience it. So our uh, fear of living in day pass on and never really get to enjoy themselves. And, but I'm out there enjoying myself because now I'm successful. You know, I wouldn't feel good at the end of the day. I want to know that my parents, after they're gone, you know, I could say, yo, you know, my mom enjoyed this, man. I didn't get my dad, but my mom, she got everything that she ever wanted to do. So the fear of, um, you know, uh, having not, not passing down the proper legacy, Yeah. you know, um, you know, and, and that's the thing with, with, with everybody that, that I see, you know, getting into different, you know, areas of side hustles that I've been actually, um, you know, uh, having, you know, interviews with everybody wants to succeed. Nobody wants to fail. If you want to fail, go ahead and sit on that couch, right? Do nothing. And what will happen is nothing. So, uh, yeah, that's the common denominator. That's good. Because if, if you're not scared of your next move, it's not a big enough move, right? Like yeah. comfortability Ooh. kills Woo. us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Comfortability mm -hmm. kills us. Tell me the top three side hustles that, um, because, you know, you speak to a plethora of people. Tell me the three yeah. side hustles that you would want to have somebody to just think about. You don't have to get into it, but to think about as something to to do. Uh, one would be, uh, let me see, out of everybody that I had on. I like the All vending right, the machine, first. guys. I like the vending machine because I, since I was in like high school, not to cut you off, I really always thought about I want to put a vending machine in a doctor's office because I used to work at the doctor's office. And I would go to that vending machine every single day. I'm like, how do I get one of these in here? And I, to this day, I think about it. So when I watched that, I was just like, 
hold on now. I probably really, really need to think about this. So, but continue, go ahead. <laughs> and, and, and to add to what you just said, it's like, even for me, uh, I used to see those and, you know, we would shake them when, you know, when it wasn't, you know, you know, working properly, uh, just to get the, uh, mm-hmm. chip, the chips out or whatnot. Dangling in but the it, side. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes back to what I said earlier, like the information was hidden right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And some people would probably argue and say, well, it wasn't hidden. Um, it was there. We just needed to go after it. But the thing is, you know, if you have no direction, no sense of direction, nobody in life, you've got to be directed in some way. Yeah. And um, we weren't given access to that, to that direction. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was right in front of our, and we didn't know it was so easy to get into, but we'll see people, you know, come, you know, taking those, those money out, leaving and, you know, restacking and stuff, but uh, three different side hustles. Um, I, I would, I would have said vending machine, but I want to give you something more scarce in a way or more yeah. rare, not so much out there, but yeah. it's still out there, but not so much. One would say low content books, mm. <laughs> mm. low content books. I mean, men and women can actually do this. Um, first of all, uh, let me just say this. I created a low content book, right? Mm-hmm. And I got it delivered by Amazon. So I did that. It's on Amazon KDP. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so easy. Anybody could do it. And people are making lots of money on low content books. So here's a low content book that I have. And I designed this. Um, uh, let me see. It's called uh, Soul, Soul Food Recipe Book. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can see it good? Yeah, I can see it. It's clear. Soul Food Recipe Book. So this is a... Um, uh, uh, six, six, six point six and a half by uh, nine and a half uh, book. So it's a little broad, but um, it's pretty good. Now inside of the book, check it out. Uh, come on. Come oh, on. there it goes. Yep, I'm seeing. So recipe name, prep time, ingredients, directions. Yeah. So it's all about the direction. So people. You could, you could write down your directions, your cook time and all that stuff in there. And, um, you know, that's a low content book, you know, um, you know, and, and, and this is selling for me on Amazon, mm. you know, people, this one person from Japan bought the book, really, right? Yes. That was my first sale, right. From Japan. Mm. And, you know, you write down your, your recipes and stuff and, um, Cook it, cook time, like I said, servings and stuff. So low content books is pretty good. And you could make a, a, a travel journal. Yes. Uh, you could just, you could um a regular everyday journal, your you know, journaling your life and 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 more books, you know. Uh so that's one. Another would be um car photography, right? So here's the thing with car photography. You ever see those? Uh we okay, so you're going online. And you're looking at the pictures of a car that you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that those uh, that work is actually outsourced to people. It's yeah. not the dealership taking those pictures. Mm-hmm. Those are individuals um, who who take pictures of the car, and you could use guess what, your phone, and take those pictures. You just got to know that you're taking good quality shots. So this car photography, it's it's it. It hasn't blown as yet. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about opening a, a business uh, in that area, um, but it's a good area to be in. Uh, so you pretty much, you know, get the contracts with the dealerships and, um, you know, just, you know, get it. I'm not going to really give out too much information right now. <laughs> and 
you pretty much uh, set your own schedule mm -hmm. and go to the dealership, take photos of all angles of the car, uh, including the interior and so forth, send it over to them or whatnot and, and post it or whatnot. But yeah, car photography, a lot of people don't know about that. Um, I know I might have some people, you know, you're going to have millions of people watching this video. So people are going to try <laughs> trying to find me. Hey, so uh, how, how about that car <laughs> photography? All right. So um, another one would be uh, freelancing apps. So there are so many apps out there that are offering uh, to pay you to do stuff. One, one, one app is called Hello Tech. Now, mm -hmm. here's the thing with Hello Tech. Hello Tech, uh, you can uh, pretty much, and I've done this, you know, so I'm, I'm talking about something that I'm doing, right? And that's my spirit, my spare time gig, you know, on the weekends or so forth. So um, people, like, let's just say somebody has something that they want to fix. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just say um, uh, something simple as, you know, putting on, a, a, what you call it? Those, those, that plastic thing on the phone. What, screen protectors? Uh, screen protector. Some people don't know how to do it. Yeah. Right. So what they'll do is they'll just, uh, you know, uh, do a work, uh, a work, um, work, uh, just send out a work request. Yeah. And, um, and hello tech, you know, sends you the request you accept whatnot and boom, you got some, you got a, you know, you got a, a job to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it could be three, four miles away. It could be two miles, a mile around the corner or half a mile around the corner, I mean, and you go to the person's house and pretty much, you know, put on the screen protector for them and mm. get paid, right? It's simple as that. Uh, somebody want to set up a speaker or set up their uh, webcam, right? Put in a work work request, a work order. That's the word I'm trying to use, work order. And uh, boom, you get it. Go there, set up their webcam for them. Boom. So it's like and, outsourcing you know, you any paid. type of work through that app. So you're able to just kind of say, oh, I'm really great at hanging art on the wall. And if someone that doesn't know how to do it, I could just outsource that as a person, pay some whoever it is on the app that I connect with to come in and just do that. Oh, that's really good. You know what I want to say, Sean? You brought up a really great point. Um, and I feel like we're on the same frequency with this because this week on Tuesday, I messaged my friend. I said, how, where can I sell photos online? And she was like, only, only fans. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like landscape <laughs> pictures, like Adobe. Cause I wasn't thinking about Adobe because I know she's in the graphic space. Um, I messaged two people. I know they're in the graphic space. I was like, where can I sell photography online? Because you know, when designers go to do things, they're doing, they're buying a stock photo. They're buying stock photos mm -hmm. offline, etc. So people like myself or yourself will take a great picture, sell it to these platform and upload it to these platform. And every time someone purchases that picture, then you get paid because it's like an Adobe stock or there's mm -hmm. different website that does that. So when you mentioned like car photography, my mind automatically went back to that conversation I had this week was like, okay, how can I sell these really great pictures that I take of landscape and nature? Because I'm just that, like, my camera is just always snapping. And like you said, this thing right here, the camera that they're creating is like creating movies and all that stuff. So I, I think that was really, really good as far as like top three side hustles. I feel like you and I, Sean, can sit and speak for hours, but I'm going to let you go. I know that um, you have a lot to do and I'm look forward to coming onto your podcast again, <laughs> whenever we can set that up. <laughs> of course. 
In the meantime, tell our audience where they can reach you or see your work or contact you. Well, uh, Pocket Value Podcast, of course. Uh, I don't really advertise Facebook so much. I think I have enough friends that I don't know <laughs> on there. But uh, Pocket Value Podcast, anything Pocket Value Podcast, it could be on um, uh, you know, YouTube, of course, which is the main source, uh, Instagram, Pocket Value Podcast, um, and uh, TikTok, Pocket Value Podcast. Uh, you know, so here, here's here's a thing uh, that I that I actually wanted to say also is that I, I wanted to put this out there, man. It's like Pocket Value Podcast. The meaning behind Pocket Pocket Value, right? Uh, it's and we keep going back to this morning. Mm-hmm. This is what we carry in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Our the phones, value that's absolutely. packed into it. Absolutely. It's it's just um it's unending, right? And this is where it actually came from. One day I actually uh took my phone out and I was doing some research and stuff, and you know, I was like, man, I was thinking, I was just sitting back thinking, like, man, there's so much value packed into this phone, and we keep it in our pockets. Mm-hmm all the time well of course it's mainly in our hands but we carried it carry carried it around in our pockets and that's actually how i came up with the name the pocket value you know and um so you know pocket value podcast across all you know mediums uh we don't have a website set up yet i'm ready to get to the next tier and um then we'll we'll pretty much uh set it up but yeah pocket value podcast on uh tiktok instagram and uh youtube Perfect. And what this is something that I always like to ask my guests uh, to kind of close out the show. What is one piece of advice that you've gotten that to this day you kind of use it in your day to day or it has transformed you? So one piece of advice that you've gotten that you like. Hmm. Uh, one piece of advice, one piece of advice, one piece of advice that would be. Let me let me, you know. We get, we get, we get the, we've been getting the jewels from the old school heads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I was around people, um, especially grown men, of course, that that were pouring into me. You know, of course, uh, within my twenties, you know, it didn't really uh, make a whole lot of sense. You know, we're partying, we're going to the club, we're going to clubs and parties and parties and more party and BS, right? <laughs> and we never really. Uh, there's a song called Party. I know, that's why I'm laughing. That's why I'm laughing because I knew what you were getting at. It's by Rita Ora. (laughs) Party and BS. (laughs) Right? So, um, but when you hit that corner and and you say, you know what, let me, let me, you know, slow down and start looking into things. And, you know, we in the 30s and stuff and started to slow down, man. And um, I remember this, this one guy, uh, he said to me, he was my father's friend. Um, he actually worked for my pops. You know, they were into carpenting, you know, laying carpets in house, houses and stuff. And he said, Sean, look, uh, one thing you got to understand is that if you want to see success 10 years from, from now, you got to start 10 years early. you got to start where you are. If you want to see success in the future, it doesn't come overnight. Yeah. You know, start now. And, 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 you know, grow it, you know, water it, you know, and, and, and pretty much it's, it's like growing uh, a a rose garden, you know, you got to tend to it, you got to take care of it. And, you know, I I understand what he was saying in a sense, 
But then when you really start chasing success, nowadays, a lot of people are chasing success way more early, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, that stood out because now, um, well, not just now, but, you know, years before, you know, I got to this point, you know, that came back to me. It, it never left. It's almost like he said, here, I'm going to plant the seed, you know, um, in, 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 in your heart. And you let it, let it in your soul, let it grow, let it grow from there. And it grew, it sprouted. Uh, and so uh, that definitely stood out and um, it's, it's still having its impact uh, today. Now, when I say plant seed, I know a lot of, you know, people from Korea, hey man, ain't nobody, <laughs> well, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> you know, but not plant no, seed. No, thrown here. <laughs> <laughs> So let me clear that up. All right. Let me clear that up. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the things, you know, you know, that still stood out and it's still having its impact, you know, and that was knowledgeable information. That was information that I need. That was um, uh, the the old head passing Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. wisdom. And without you even thinking, but now when you go back to it, it's just like, to see success in 10 years start now. Like it's not going to happen like overnight or that's perfect. That's perfect. Sean, I want to say mm-hmm. thank you. I, again, we can sit and brainstorm and go back and forth. I can't wait to, for our next episode on pocket value, because I feel like when I go over there, I'm in my teacher bag where I'm just like uh-huh. schooling <laughs> because, you know, I, I do trainings and stuff all the time on digital marketing for companies. So so when I'm able to just like we did on that podcast, when I say it's gems on gems on gems on that first on that first episode that you and I did again, guys, go check it out on Pocket Value Podcast. It was one of the I think it was like the second episode um, on digital marketing. What is digital marketing? Just understanding the concept. And now more than ever, that's so important. So, again, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it, guys. If you've gotten to this point of the video and you enjoy the content, Go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like and share Mm -hmm. with your friends and family. Um, And with this new season, our website, our new website is now launched. So go ahead and check it out, which is musemarketing.com. Muse is spelled M-Y-U-Z-E, marketing.com. So go ahead and check out the website. You'll see our services, everything that we do. You'll see podcasts. You'll be able to see all the blogs that we write. So it's a lot of free content that's available there. And again, Sean, thank you so much for being a part of it. And guys, see you next time. Bye-bye.